you. Praise God. Praise God. The prophet Isaiah said, And in that day shall you say, O Lord, will I praise you. Though you were angry with me, thine anger is taken away, and you comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy shall you draw waters out of the wells of salvation. And in that day shall you say, Praise the Lord. Call upon His name. Declare His doings among the people. Make mention that His name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for He hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitants of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Isaiah said we ought to make mention that His name is exalted. I'd like to make mention of the highly exalted name of Jesus today. I'd like to mention that at the name of Jesus, demons tremble. At the name of Jesus, diseases flee. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. And every tongue confess that He is Lord to the glory of God. Why don't you help me today and let's send up a praise to our Savior, our King, our Christ, Jesus the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. It is so good to be in church today. Hello, Pineview. It's a privilege, privilege to be here with you. With pastors Nate and Lisa Nicks and this fine congregation, we love the Nixes. They're friends of ours, and we've had uh, the privilege to visit with them on many, many occasions. And again, this morning, just to to reconnect, and we always look forward to those moments and love those moments. And it is so good to see Sister Eleanor. It's so good to see you. Colleen, good to see you. Well, this is a good day. This is a good day. We're happy to be here. It's our privilege and honor to be with you today. And uh, we are grateful for all that God is doing here and around the world. God is doing great things. And I'm glad to be a part of what God is doing. And I don't, I don't see right now, but I just want to tell you that we are pretty bitter up in Auburn Hills. We have a bad spirit. And we're pretty bitter because Pineview stole from us Sarah Hogan a few years ago. Got my eyes on you. And it's just, it's just great 
It's just great to see everybody. Let's go to Exodus chapter 17. Exodus 17, beginning with verse number 8. It simply says, While the people of Israel were still at Rephidim, the warriors of Amalek attacked them. Moses commanded Joshua, Choose some men to go out and fight the army of Amalek for us. Tomorrow, I will stand at the top of the hill, holding the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, and Hur climbed to the top of a nearby hill. As long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. Moses' arms soon became so tired, he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on, then they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands, so his hands held steady until sunset. As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. Watch this. After the victory, the Lord instructed Moses, write this down on a scroll as a permanent reminder and read it aloud to Joshua. And here's what it said. I will erase the memory of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar there and named it Yahweh Nisi, which means the Lord is my banner. He said, they have raised their fist against the Lord's throne. So now the Lord will be at war with Amalek generation after generation. I want to take these scriptures today and I'd like to share with you from God's Word a message that I will call, Keep Your Hands Up. you got to keep your hands up. So let's practice what we preach right now. Come on, lift up your hands. Lift them up good and high. You've got to remember no matter what happens to keep your hands up. No matter what the enemy brings, keep your hands up. No matter who is on the attack, keep your hands up. Because God is going to give you victory. Now while your hands are up, why don't you go ahead and shout a praise to God. Come on, shout a hallelujah. Give Him a praise right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. You may be seated. This passage of Scripture brings us some really powerful information that I'd like to share with you today. Because I believe it will help you in your life 
And I hope and pray that it will be a blessing in the life of this church. Our story tells us that there was a time in the history of Israel when they were facing incredible odds and everything seemed to be against them. Now this is a story that is repeated over and over again throughout the history of the children of Israel. Times of triumph, days of defeat, moments that were magnificent and low periods. A lot of it had to do with their status spiritually as they would rise to become what God called them to be, they would experience success. As they would sink and begin to fall into idolatry and all sorts of other things that God never intended, then their success would leave and they would begin to experience problems and situations. And the Bible tells us this story in Exodus chapter 17. The whole community of Israel, the whole nation that was moving from place to place in the wilderness eventually camped at a place called Rephidim. And at Rephidim, they had a little situation. There was no water there for the people to drink. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I've got to tell you something today. You can go a long time without food. So I'm told. I don't personally believe that at all, uh, and I don't practice it at all, but I understand that you can go a long time without food. But you cannot go very long without water. How many of you know you got to have water to survive? Right, I've got my water here right now. And you've got to have it. So they're faced with the plight of possible dehydration that would eventually lead to death and there is no water anywhere so the people began to complain against Moses and they said give us water to drink they were tormented the Bible said by thirst tormented by thirst and so they start demanding of him give us water and I love this the New Living Translation says that Moses looked at them and said quiet now, as a leader, i got to tell you that sometimes in life, you just want to say, would you just shut up? And that's kind of where Moses was. Quiet, right? Everybody that's a leader, come on, you lead in the church, you lead on the job, right? You, you, you manage people, right? You ever been there? Moses, he, he's a man of God. I mean, he brings down the holy commandments of God to the people. He is the voice of God. But every now and then, you've just had enough. And he just had enough. There's no water around. Look, I don't have any water just like you don't have any water. I know you're thirsty. Guess what? I'm thirsty too. So stop complaining. Quiet. He said, why are you complaining against me? And why are you testing the Lord? But they were tormented by their thirst, the Bible said. 
And so they continued to argue with Moses, why did you bring us out of Egypt? Are you trying to kill us? Our children and our livestock are thirsty. We're all going to die from thirst. And Moses didn't know what else to do, so he did the best thing you can do when you don't know what to do. He cried out to the Lord. What should I do? And the Lord said to Moses, walk out in front of the people. Take your staff, the one you used when you struck the water of the Nile, Call some of the elders to join you. I will stand before you on the rock at Mount Sinai, God said. Strike the rock and water will come gushing out. Go in front of the people. Now, I want to tell you something today that as a pastor, as a leader, I look at Moses and I say, this guy is amazing. Because God said, I want you to take a stick and I want you to hit a rock and I'm going to provide everything that the people need. And But God said, go out in front of everyone. Now, now I just got to tell you today, I'm not the kind to go out in front of everyone. I want to go behind everyone and try it first. If it's me, I'm going to say, okay, everybody turn and face the other direction. Just, just turn and face the other direction. Every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody looking around. And I'm going to take the stick, I'm going to test it first. If I see a little trickle, then maybe I'll hit a little bit harder. But God said, no, you got to go out in front of everyone. And ladies and gentlemen, sometimes in life, you got to have the faith that will just cause you to walk out in front of the whole world and say, I'm going to call on the God who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Go ahead and strike the rock. I believe today God is calling some of you to go ahead and strike the rock in your own life and see what God will do. Well, the result of this moment is a gushing, inexhaustible stream. The numbers are all over the place as far as specific numbers of how many people were in the nation of Israel traveling through the wilderness but here's the deal, whether it's two million or more or less, no matter what, it's a big crowd. Somebody say, that's a big crowd. Now look over at your neighbor and say, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people no matter where the number falls. We're talking about maybe in the millions of people. And yet God provided a stream for all of them to where everybody drank everything that they wanted because that's the God we serve. He operates in abundance. He operates in abundance. So it is in this background that we find while the people of Israel our text said, were still at Riphidim. While they were still at the place of victory, they had just left a moment of miracles. And yet, Amalek attacked them. 
Did you notice that? While they were still at Rephidim, the warriors of Amalek attacked them. Now I want to give you a few things. If you're taking notes today, you can just go ahead and write this down. You can count on this. In moments of victory, the enemy is not going to sit back and let you have your victory unchecked. So here's the first thing you can write in your notes. You will be attacked. I'm sorry to tell you this. I wish I could tell you that every day is going to be triumph. Every moment is going to be victory. Once God does something amazing in your life and you drink all that you want, He's going to leave you something to swim in and you're going to lay and float on the water that God has provided. And the enemy's going to say, oh, I'm not going to miss with them because obviously they are blessed. They've got God on their side. I, I'll never attack them. No, you can count on this. Following moments of great victory, you will be attacked. It's just the way that it works. But Moses commanded Joshua, choose some men and let's fight. Joshua is the man who's going to succeed Moses in leadership the successor, the heir apparent. And in that moment when the enemy attacked, Moses said, Joshua, I want you to get some people to fight. And tomorrow morning, I'm going to go up on that hill and we're going to see God bring us the victory. I'll hold the staff of God. And the future is going to be great. And it's going to start tomorrow. So let me just tell you this. Your future is too wonderful to stop. Don't surrender your future to the enemy. Moses didn't say, uh-oh, here comes the attack. Listen, we've had a good time. We've had God perform a miracle. Let's just go ahead and surrender to the enemy. No, he looked at Joshua, which was the future, and he said, we're going to fight this one more time because I refuse to surrender my future to the enemy. And somebody here today needs to make a decision right now that says, I will not be defeated and I will not quit. My future is too wonderful to stop. God has great things ahead. I'll fight on. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, Pine View, your future is too great to surrender to the enemy. So don't give up. Look the next generation in the face and say, if you will fight, I'll stand on top of the hill and hold up the staff of God. And together, we will triumph. And so Joshua did as Moses had commanded. He gathered men the best that he could and they began to fight the army of Amalek. The scripture says that Moses got two men, Aaron and Hur. Verse 10 
they climbed to the top of a nearby hill. In life, you've got to find some people who will climb to the top with you. If you're going to see success, if you're going to see good things happen, find some people who are willing to climb to the top. It wasn't an easy journey. It was a climb. But they climbed to the top of the hill together. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you, if you're going to see the best, if you're going to become what God wants you to be, if you're going to experience victory, if you will see God's hand in your life, there's power in partnership. And you're going to have to find someone who is willing to climb to the top with you there must be people in your life who are willing to partner so that you can see the victory together and so Moses got Aaron and her and together they went to the top of the hill And when they got to the top of the hill, Moses did as he had promised just one day before. He held up the staff of God. The stick that had brought the water from the rock. The staff that had been a representation of victory in their life. He holds it up. And while he is holding it up, We saw it in the text that I read. When he would hold it up, Joshua and his men would gain the advantage. But he got tired. How many of you know sometimes you get tired? He got tired. And when he got tired and when he was weary, his arms got heavy. And when his arms began to get heavy, he began to lower them. And every time his arms would start down, then Amalek would gain the advantage and it was going back and forth, back and forth, just like a good football game, back and forth, back and forth, until finally they begin to realize as long as he keeps his hands up, we win. So if we can keep his hands up, uh, we're going to win the victory. So let's do what it takes to keep his hands up. Moses is there, arms weary, can't hardly hold them up any longer. Strength is gone. Aaron and her get on both sides. And I can just see it propping his elbows up. Like, I don't know how many of you grew up in church, but I grew up in church. And when I was growing up, we'd go to the altar and pray. And we would pray for a long time. And we'd be down at the front. We'd have our hands up, crying, praying, seeking God. And um, after a while, your hands just get so tired. You just, you can barely hold them up. And if you, I don't know how it was here, but down in Arkansas, I had some friends when, when I couldn't hold my hands up, when, when I was getting so tired. Is anybody know this? You, you did this? 
You, oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, this, the hands are down. And you, but your buddies would come along and they'd just prop you up. They'd just get a hold of your elbows and push your hands up till you could pray through to victory. So this is how I see it happening. Moses' arms are getting heavy. Aaron and her get on either side and they prop his hands up. But the Bible said that he was tired and he could no longer hold them up. And he was so tired that they found a stone for him to sit on while they propped his hands up. So the next thing I want to point out is this. You will get tired. You will get tired as you go through life even though you find somebody to climb to the top with you, even though you are determined not to surrender your future to the enemy, when you're fighting a battle for your life, you will get tired. So when you get tired, lean on the rock. Hallelujah. That's what Moses did in the time of weariness. They found a rock for him to lean on, and he leaned on the rock while he was so tired. And I just want to tell you about that rock. Fast forward a few thousand years and find the Apostle Paul picking up his pen and pinning these words in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 3 when he said all of them referring to the people of God, ate the same spiritual food, and all of them drank the same spiritual water, for they drank from the spiritual rock that traveled with them, and that rock was Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, in life you're going to get tired. There's going to be moments when you feel you can't go on. But when you get weary, just lean on the rock, Christ Jesus, and He will give you rest. He'll give you rest. There He is leaning on the rock. Knowing that the only way to victory is keep your hands up. And so Aaron and her stood on each side holding up his hands so he could keep steady until the sun set all the way to the end. He held up the staff of God. He held his arms up because he had somebody to help him. Now in our church, this church, Pine View, we do not criticize someone who is weary in the fight. We don't tell them, oh, if you were stronger, if you were a stronger Christian, if you really had faith, this wouldn't happen to you. No, it happens to everybody. Come on, say everybody. It happens to everybody. Everybody gets tired. Everyone gets weary. Everyone has moments of lapse. Everyone has difficult days. Everyone has these confusing times. Everybody does. So we don't criticize anyone. We help each other. Write that in your notes. We help each other. That's what we do. 
if you see your brother or sister with their arms hanging down and you know the only way to victory is for them to keep their hands up don't come by and add to their problem come by and provide a solution for them and just prop them up hallelujah help them to hold their hands up because we help each other that's what we do we help each other there he is arms up till the sun goes down and the enemy was defeated this is my vision for the church my vision for the church is a church that is filled with people who say we go up together we climb to the top together even though we understand we will be attacked and there's no way around it and even though after moments of great victory the enemy satan comes to try to destroy our faith and take away what god has given to us and he tries to just cut us down we made up our mind even though we know the attack is coming we will not surrender our future to the enemy if the enemy thinks that we're going to quit just because he attacked us after a victory he is mistaken in a big way because we understand our future is too great to stop and we're not surrendering to the enemy I envision a church that says we're not going to surrender we're not going to give up as a matter of fact we're going to get together we're going to climb to the top together and while the next generation fights this generation is going to be there in support of them with a staff lifted up to heaven and with our hands up to the God who is able to do all things we'll get tired but that's okay we have a rock that we can lean on when we need help we can go to the rock Christ Jesus and I see a church that helps each other no matter what no matter what no matter what people have gone through no matter what failures are there no matter what difficulties, we help each other. Because listen to me, the only way we win is if we do it together. If Moses' arms are down, it's not a defeat for Moses. It's a defeat for Moses and Aaron and her and Joshua and the army that is fighting and the nation of Israel. Hear me when I preach to you today. If one family in Pine View, if one person in Pine View has their arms down, then we are all facing problems together because the only way we we win is for all of us to win together so prop them up help them up and let's go to victory together in Jesus name we help each other you got to keep your hands up in order to win the victory 
I love sports. As a matter of fact, this time of year is my favorite because football season is here. And I love football. As a matter of fact, yesterday, I watched the Michigan Wolverines victorious. Then last night, I watched the Arkansas Razorbacks. I grew up in Arkansas. Lose, as is normal. And here's one thing I know, being a sports fan. I know this. When you are attacking the quarterback, you go in with your hands up. Get your hands up. Because if your hands are up, it's hard for him to see the target over the top of you. And so you got to have your hands up. When you're playing basketball and you're defending, you got to keep your hands up. Uh, we have a Christian school, Auburn Hills Christian School, and I go to their basketball games. And often you can hear me hollering above the rest of the crowd, get your hands up. I say get your hands up because you can't play good defense with your arms down here. You got to get your hands up. Get them in the face of the shooter. Keep your hands up. If you're going to win victory, keep your hands up. And I, have t I am told, and it is a medical fact from science, that orchestra conductors tend to be healthier than the population at large. And they have very healthy hearts for the most part. An orchestra conductor's heart will be healthier than the rest of the population. And it was determined that the reason the orchestra conductor has a healthier heart is because they spend so much time with their arms elevated. So you want to do something heart healthy, keep your hands up. And they, they keep their arms elevated and their heart is healthy. I want to just tell you today, if you want to be healthy spiritually, just keep your hands up. Don't let your hands hang down. Keep them up. Keep them up in praise. Keep them up in defense. Keep them up in victory. You want to practice what we preach today? Stand up with me real quick, real quick. Come on, raise those hands up. Let's do something heart healthy. It's healthy for my physical heart. It's healthy for my spiritual heart. Just keep your hands up. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. Keep your hands up. Now while your hands up, look over at your neighbor and tell them, keep your hands up. Now tell them, help me keep my hands up. Help me keep my hands up. Pine View, we're going to be successful. We're going to see great things. Our past is nothing compared to our future. The future is great, but it's only great if we just keep our hands up. Come on, keep your hands up. It's healthy. It's healthy to keep your hands up. Now, now I'm, I'm going to take a couple more minutes, but remain standing because if I see you standing, it'll remind me to quit. Take your time. Come on. 
It was traditionally known in the days when there were clocks and watches in jewelry stores and times have changed and now clocks are digital and so forth. But it was known and it was practiced that the best way to advertise a clock was to set the hands for your periodical, your magazine, or, or uh, advertisement, whatever. Set the hands of the clock at 10 and 2. Because for some reason, psychologically, it prompted people to say that looks good if the hands of the clock are at 10 and 2. Guess what? You're beautiful when your hands are up. So put your hands up today. Hallelujah. You look good with your hands up. You look good to God with your hands up. Keep your hands up. Just remain standing after the victory. Verse 14. The Lord instructed Moses... Write this down on a scroll as a permanent reminder. And read it aloud to Joshua. Write this down and tell the next generation. I will erase the memory of Amalek from under heaven. <laughs> Write it down. Victory will be yours because you kept your hands up. Moses built an altar named Yahweh Nisi, which means the Lord is my banner. Because he said, watch this, they have raised their fist against the Lord's throne. So now the Lord will be at war with Amalek generation after generation. This is my last point today. Amalek raised their fist, but Moses raised his hands. When they raise their fist, we lift our hands. When they raise their fist, we raise our hands because the fist represents strength, power, attack, aggression, anger. The fist says, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to do something to you. I'm going to destroy you. The fist is about power of man. But the hand raised says, this is God's fight. This is His battle. I'm going to raise my hands. The fist says, I'm going to do it. The hands say, God's going to do it. The fist says, I will attack. Hallelujah. I'm taking it on my own. But the hands raise this surrender to God. This is God's battle. Come on, Pine View. When the enemy raises their fist, let's lift up our hands. It's healthy for our heart. We look best with our hands up. And whatever it takes, Keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. 
you will see the victory. Let me summarize, you will be attacked. But your future is too wonderful to stop, so don't surrender your future to the enemy. Find some people who are willing to climb to the top with you. You'll get tired, but there's a rock following you. That rock is Christ, so lean on that rock. And we help each other. We don't ever point a finger at somebody. We give them a hand. That's what we do. And we keep our hands up. And God is going to give us the victory. Every time can I hear an amen. Amen. Just keep your hands up. Here's what I'd like to do today. If you feel comfortable to do this, if you don't, it's okay. But if you feel comfortable, let's do this. What I'd like to do is I would like everybody that's seated on the sides to move toward the aisle and across. And I'd like everybody that's here toward the middle to meet in the middle aisle with the people across the aisle from you. Because I'd like everybody in this church to join hands, if you could, with somebody on both sides. So move toward the middle. Move over here, if you don't mind, from this side and this side right. That's perfect. That's beautiful. Try to make sure everybody is holding somebody's hand, if at all possible. All right, this looks awesome. What a great crowd today. God bless you for being here on this Sunday. Amen. Take those hands. Now listen, when there's a boxing match takes place somewhere downtown in some arena and the two fighters are going after each other. Bloody, bruised, tired, at the end of the fight, whether it's by technical decision, judge, uh, judged by the judges, or by knockout, somebody wins the victory. The fighter that wins the victory is taken by the referee to the center of the ring. And the referee lifts up their hand because that is a sign that they have won the victory, that they are a champion, that they have conquered. And the Bible says that we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. I want to tell you something today. The fact that you are here, that the devil didn't defeat you, that it's another week that God's been good to you, that you had a mind to come to God's house, that you're still fighting the battle, is sign and Enough that you are a champion and you are victorious. Listen, you are holding the hand of a champion right now. On both sides, you're holding the hand of a champion. You are more than a conqueror. So what I want you to do is I want you to raise those hands. Come on, raise them up together. Let's raise them in victory. And will you make a decision right now? No matter what happens, we're going to keep our hands up. 
we're going to keep raising our hands to heaven to a God who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. Hallelujah. God's going to give you the victory. The enemy may raise their fist, but we lift our hands. We lift our hands to surrender today. Come on, you look good, church, with your hands up. You look good with your hands up. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now while you've got your hands up, come on, pray for those people on either side of you. Pray that God would raise them up. Pray that God would give them victory in their life. Pray that they would have endurance to make it to the end. Pray that their confidence would not be lost. Pray that their faith would remain intact. Hallelujah. Come on, I see a future. I see a bright future. I see tremendous victory. I see the greatest days the church has ever had because we got our hands up. This battle is not ours. This battle is the Lord's. This is God's fight. This isn't our fight. Let people raise their fists to attack us. We're just going to lift up our hands and step back and let God do it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, I pray now for Pine View. I pray for every single soul in this room. Lord, I ask now that your hand would be upon them in a mighty way. I pray that they be endued with power from on high. I pray that their strength would be increased. I ask it now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And let us walk out of this church today with faith and courage to do what only we can do through you. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let there be healing. Let there be miracles. Let there be signs and wonders happen in this place right now. Pour out your Spirit in this house right now. Hallelujah. Give us a baptism of the Holy Spirit in this room right now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Now you've prayed for one another. Now let's praise God because we believe He's going to do it. Come on, church. Give Him a praise. Come on. Give God a praise right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. 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 Keep your hands up. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see.
Somebody, I'm gonna see your victory. I'm gonna see. Hey, if you need prayer today, come on. Come on. I'm gonna pray for you. Come on. If you need prayer in your body, if you need prayer in your spirit today, come on. I'm gonna see your victory. I'm gonna see your victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. 